it's okay to have an obsession. I dive into my craziest, imaginative or plain stupid obsessions. Mentally Obsessed is a podcast in which people can share and relate to obsessions anytime, anywhere. Obsessing ever again? I'll talk about it. Obsessed with World of Warcraft? Yeah, me too. Whenever the opportunity arises, I also interview celebrities or people of interest. So, what are you waiting for? Let your obsessions reign free. Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you are listening to this on. Also, don't forget to follow the Mentally Obsessed Twitter account at Mentally Obsessed, the Instagram at Mentally Obsessed, and you can also add us on Snapchat, also snapchat.com forward slash user forward slash Mentally Obsessed, or from the app at Mentally Obsessed. Also, you can check out our website at mentallyobsessed.co.uk. Sorry to keep you waiting. Let's dive in. Hello everyone and welcome to the Mentally Obsessed podcast. I'm your host Reese, and today I'd like to introduce a very special guest. Known for her role as the Dark Lady in the World of Warcraft universe. Mrs Anthrop from Captain Underpants and many other roles. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the wonderful Patty Matson. Hello, Patty. Thanks very much for joining me. Mm-hmm. It's great to have you back. How are you no, feeling? It's, it's great to be here. It's great to hear your voice. Fantastic. I, I'm feeling great. How about you? I'm doing amazing. Awesome. I can't believe BlizzCon's been... How long has it been now since BlizzCon? A couple of, well, couple of weeks. November 2nd, yes. yes. November 2nd, and boy, was that a good time. Oh, I really want to go to something like that. I'd love it's, to. It's such a, it's just such an incredible experience because you have so many people who are sort of convening in one place for a great love of a franchise of things. And so there's so much commonality, even amidst the differences in game love and etc. And to see all the artists and makers and writers and developers and talent and game lovers and gear, uh, it's just it's just uh, inexplicably fun. The cosplay, everybody's enthusiasm for the brand in general and for doing what they do in that in that world, um, it's hard to, to unwind from. You definitely it leaves like a, a an sort of its ether follows along for a while it's like a ride you don't want to get off <laughs> see blizzcon's like exactly like uh well when you mention the cosplay it seems exactly like an event i went to like two days uh, two days ago yes yesterday and this weekend actually um comic con in birmingham oh my uh, god i bet that was a blast oh it was i really enjoyed myself um, I was able to get press passes as well, so it was oh. it was amazing. I felt like a proper podcaster that day. Mm-hmm. Yes, you see what that does to your person, how it's so uplifting. Um, you are a proper podcaster, and so to be welcomed in like that and and still be able to enjoy the events and all the things that that take place, how how glorious, right? Hopefully, fingers crossed. One day, Blizzard will invite me to go there. Uh, yeah well you can check in you know now and see you know try about i don't know how they handle that with the podcasters and stuff but yeah 
I'm sure I'll just have to ask uh, the press team, but they're quite hopeless. Well, I wouldn't say hopeless, but they're always busy, aren't they? So it does take them quite a while to get back to you all. I don't know. Yeah, I'll yeah. To, I'll have to try. Yeah, yeah, you always have to try. You always have to put your best foot forward. You just never know. Yeah, definitely. So how do you feel about Sylvanas' progression in the next expansion? Well, you know, um, I always try to... Uh, not be connected to judging her regardless because our our job is to deliver a performance for the character that uh, is not in judgment of of what she's doing or what they're writing because it's to stay true to delivering what the storyline says or is what is laid out so um i love her i'm always going to love her uh obviously her um setting us all free is, you know, I'm excited about that, <laughs> you know, keeping her alive and working in this amazing universe and wonderful franchise is something that, you know, I definitely am excited about. I mean, there's obviously not a lot you can say because because it's only just the Shadowlands was only just announced not too long ago, but it was, it was a, such a really good announcement. Oh, God, that was so terrific. And I didn't even see the uh, cinematic um, until after BlizzCon because I wanted to see it on the big screen there at BlizzCon. But, you know, when you're there, there's a lot of, you know, things pulling your attention from one side to the other. And you want to be engaging with the fans and um, available for folks and then participating in your panel. So I did not get to see it until I got home. And wow, that was so awesome. I mean... You know, I didn't see the finished product. Um, so it's just such a glorious honor to be a part of it. They just do such cool stuff. It's, you know. See, I was I was thinking that you would have saw it like beforehand before everyone else. No, I didn't. Uh, you know, so I certainly did the work, but I didn't know what final lines they s- selected in a recording. There, there's a number of things they can choose from. Um, and I didn't see the final art and how that whole interaction played out between she and he, um, I just I knew how it would end, but I didn't know how any of it would really look in its final, uh, you know, art, its final animation. Yeah. So how was your experiences at BlizzCon? Oh my God, so terrific! I mean, from getting to work with fellow actors who are absolutely spectacular to, um, you know, hanging out with the developers and the artists and the graphic artists and the writers and the inside teams that make all of those things roll from the folks, you know, ushering people in to um, the tech team to the, the uh, you know, folks that are working on the game. Um, th- there's just so many really great things to encounter. Uh, I just, uh, it was tremendous. I, I lo- absolutely love BlizzCon, and um, it was really fun after the panel to go walk out amongst the the people, be available if they wanted to take pictures or or get anything signed that they couldn't that they missed out on, because sometimes there's a line for the signature table and it gets cut off. Um, so folks that want to see the panel um, don't necessarily always make it to the line. Um, so I really wanted to circulate and be available for those people in the event that they wanted to, you know, take a picture or get some of their stuff signed. And I did that for a number of hours. And it's just so fun, you know, to see everybody and 
their love of the game, the character, their cosplay. I was thrilled to get pictures of the people who did cosplay, right? I'm like, will you take your picture with me? (laughs) Can I get a picture with you? They're like, ah, you know, because it's just so cool. So he was nerding too then, obviously. Of course, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I, I like I love the fact that he was that he was going out and like seeing everyone. Like not most people do that. Yeah, if you have the time, um uh Andrew Morgado who plays Sarfang, uh he was also made himself available. Um and we walked around a little bit later in the evening, um, you know, as a team uh, and ran into a few people. But yeah, I mean it can be hard because you've you know, you gotta eat and a lot of folks have families and um, and or kids. And so, you know, uh, arranging all of that amidst like your panel and whatever, sometimes folks don't have a ton of time outside of the, the time they come to do the panel and the signing to stay um, and totally understandable. Um, but I know they try. They really do. People like to try to make themselves available as much as is humanly possible. Um, and Andrew, what about Andrew? Wow. He, su- he did such a great job as Sarfang. Um, we, you know, maybe he'll come get on the show with you. Uh, he is a terrific human being and it's just everybody who, who, um, who did that really amazing work. Everyone's always so talented, really, really are really talented. Yeah. And just good people. I mean, Josh, just good people, right? Yeah, definitely. Andrea, the panel, the writers, Steve, I mean, everybody there, uh, Christy Golden, just wonderful people you know it's just such a great crew to be um working with michael Um, roach keeping us all together (laughs) oh um in terms of your sorry i'm i'm asking a completely different question but in terms of like what would you say your fans what would you call your fandom that's that's like my question i really want to ask oh what would i call my fandom yeah yeah, definitely. I don't know. I don't know that I have a name for it. <laughs> I'd call it fandom. I just say that I love <laughs> it and um, I love being part of it. It's uh, I'm just a fan, you know. So, so we could be really boring and just say Sylvanas's army, but then <laughs> I think we should give the option to the listeners to tweet to tweet their mentally obsessed Twitter account. Oh, that's and, a really good idea. I didn't think of that. Yang, come up with um a fandom name you can we can call each other because obviously we're, we're all fans of you and sylvanas as well so that'd be a fantastic <laughs> yeah, idea yeah i would i would love to hear people's um you know people's ideas about what that universe of people would want their name to be yeah definitely. i'll have um, to give that some thought too so is there anyone memorable from BlizzCon that you met who's have said, uh, Patty, you know, you've inspired me to, I don't know, write a book or to pursue voice acting? Or has, has anyone approached you and asked that? Well, you know, there's always folks who, um, you know, share their inspiration, um, whether it be you or it comes from playing the game or another voice actor uh, in your periphery. I think there's always people who feel inspired as we do, you know, as I would be inspired by somebody else's work. Um, so yeah, I think you do definitely run into that. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it sounds 
kind of trite and repetitious to constantly say it's an honor, but I can't think of another word other than I'm humbled by the um, I'm humbled by the opportunity and by the ability to get to do this for this length of time and be part of you know such an incredible group of of artists and and sound designers and I mean the work Neil did on the sound I mean and there's others it's just incredible see I'd be starstruck too if someone was to approach me and say you know what Reese you've really you've really inspired me to start a podcast that I would be starstruck as well so I can kind of understand where you're coming from I mean I don't know that you'd be you're you wouldn't be starstruck you'd be you'd be humbled you'd be honored you'd be you'd feel like wow it gives you a sense of purpose to know that something that you touched even on any level could have a positive impact on somebody else's life uh that is that's special that's what we're here to do to bring a little piece of joy to somebody every day in some small way you know it might be opening a door but there's a lot of struggles out there and the struggles are real and so to the little bits of positivity and joy and inspiration that we can spread that's a gift i approached someone yesterday who uh hosted the uh panels at comic con um (laughs) her name's claire and she she she's a fantastic woman i spoke to her and i was i was like i've got anxiety and and things like that and she was like she was like everyone needs it's important to start like a conversation with mental health and things like that and she was like she feels like that more people are coming forward to like talk about mental health and stuff do you think that's important oh my gosh we've got to i mean when we look at what's happening in the world and in society um and with people individually um a lot of this goes back to what is their experience what is their trauma how how can they be healed how can we find a way forward from that and it's it's absolutely a conversation that needs to be had because i i think everybody struggles on some level with with issues throughout their life um and for some it's it's obviously more than others whether it's a something that requires medication and counseling and you know at what level you need to address it those levels are different um but yeah if we don't have a conversation about it how do we help one another how do we help a guy get the get uh the right counselor get on the right medication or just get get a chance to move forward uh you know in life and feel like there's hope uh you know that the page can be turned yeah we have to talk about it for sure what was your what did you think the most impressive part of the announcement cinematic was at blizzcon oh my gosh i don't even know because it was so cool right i mean just you know seeing that opening you know to shadowlands again i wasn't there for the actual opening i saw it online what people posted when they uh did the uh reveal of shadowlands and it's just so cool even watching it on youtube like uh, an audience member it's so exciting because what they've created is so incredible you know when you look at the art and the wind and the expression and the hair moving the little things the music the the writing what is and isn't being said Um, what isn't being said is as important as what was said so they just you know i'm i'm bowing at their you know creative 
you know, uh, talents. It's just so cool. So I would say the reveal of the cinematic, um, you know, was pretty awesome. Yeah, I definitely think that as well. Well, then the Shadowlands panel got up there, you know, and they had uh John Haidt, the VP there, uh, along with others that were really talking about uh, with the audience, really engaging them about Shadowlands, hearing their input on the game, um, on things they were changing in the game. You know, people talked about things they might like to see changed or um, where it was going. And that panel was really cool, too, because you got some real insight. And then they have people doing that beta testing uh, before it gets released, which is, you know, a way for them to gauge what's working, what isn't, what are people happy with, what what are they not happy with. And, um, you know, f- striking that balance and finding uh, all of the the tools that can make it the most effective for players, and, um, you know, in-game. So how do you feel about Sylvanas betraying the Forsaken and the Horde? Yeah, I, I don't see it like that. And it's, again, it's not for me to say... You know, it's not for me to judge what the writing is. It's to embody the character. But I also don't see her, you know, betraying the Forsaken or the Horde. Yeah. You know? Last time we interviewed you, um, this this kind of question, a similar question came up, actually. Um, and you, you've stuck to your guns throughout, like, throughout the whole year despite Sylvanas' changes, like, you, you says you can't really, like, say how you feel because, obviously, you're, you're trying to embody, like you says, this 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 character. Like, it's amazing how, how you, like, you do that. Yeah, I mean, we all want to... For us, doing these characters is also work. It, it's a gig, and nobody wants to see... Uh, a gig, especially a beloved character that's such a big part of your history as this one is, go away. I mean, there will always be a huge part of her in my person. So it that would be a, a hard, a difficult and sad day for sure. But at the same time, all stories evolve. And if we don't have levels and interesting, um, characters are more interesting in their struggles, uh, I don't know that that's right to say more interesting, but there is interest added in their struggles and recoveries. And it's the triumphs and the complications that make them delicious. And as readers and goers, those surprises are what keep us engaged. You know, if it was one track, we we probably, well, listen, we might still love uh, uh, that track and, and be totally on it. But, you know. It definitely provides color and interest. So, you know, I've never really seen her as betraying the Forsaken. You know, when you see that scene where, you know how it is when you stub your toe? And you're standing there in your kitchen, like, making eggs with your partner. And and you, like, (laughs) suddenly turn around and burn your hand. And you go, ah! And you lay out some expletive. Why did you do that? And you get mad at your partner. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for being in the way or whatever, right? So yeah. just like when her eye gets struck and she says, you are all, you know, nothing. It's almost that stub your toe moment, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and she, you know, her, her uh, she was a reluctant uh, acceptor of a leader's helm initially. And... But there was, you know, there's been a long journey, as most people who have read her story know, um, 
and it sort of led her beyond if she if she just stayed in one place that evolution wouldn't happen so that has to happen somehow um and i don't you know remember what she said at the end i will set us all free that was such a good line you don't know what she's gonna do i don't know what she's gonna do (laughs) i don't know what they're about to throw at us i don't neither neither do i so it's super exciting it's like oh my god yeah what happens you know does she become the devil does she become an angel does she how does this all play out you just don't know what does this mean i mean this this... set them all free so she's still down for it (laughs) (laughs) is like really daunting now to like think wow what what could possibly happen who literally what what will blizzard do if could they do could they do like a game of thrones kind of thing who knows I know it's so exciting. It's crazy, right? You just, I mean, we need a movie. It's so good. Oh, yeah. These guys do such delicious work. I mean, oh. And Andrea is so fun on that panel. I mean, she's just so good at running things. She just has such a lovely, visceral energy and love for all that it, it, you know, her uh, job entails and people and embracing the work the creative work that people do and bringing that forward you know she's just such a beautiful color you know in the palette andrea toyes again i've said i said this in the last podcast is one amazing wonderful woman i'd love to meet her like i said i've said this before like i'd definitely would like to meet her yeah just fun and i mean christy golden steve denuser you you know mark uh there just are so many. I always worry that, you know, we're forgetting someone who's an intrinsic part. You know, that's why I said Michael Roach. It's it's not, you know, the talent goes so far into it. Um, yeah. And they're all really critical pieces to that to that puzzle, to that beautiful tapestry that makes that thing end. The programmers, you know, the people doing that fine tuning and that programming um, that we don't see, you know, that aren't. Yeah at a table in front of us but are back there painstakingly taking care of those little details that make something wiggle in the wind i mean it's just, it's just like bravo this this should be more credit given to everyone who works behind the scenes um at, like like he says they've put in every little tiny piece together like the game creators and and things like that they should definitely be credited Oh, the, at BlizzCon, they have that. That's what's so terrific. Oh, that's... You know? I mean, some of the um, programmers, I mean, I don't know that every single aspect is covered. Um, you know, the people writing code and technologically in there, but um, it very well may be. And I just didn't see that. that I didn't see that panel myself, right? Um, but there are panels of artists and sound designers and game creators, developers, talent, um, you know, directors... You're getting a lot of uh, graphic artists, you know, so you do have a lot of um, that's why that's such a terrific universe. You really get access to a lot of things. Talking about the game. Ah. Now, you yourself have been playing, haven't you? Yes, for like maybe almost three months now. And what's shocking is I never played a game in my life, literally, like Maybe some little thing when I was a kid, but I ne- it never resonated like I didn't keep doing it. And um, 
I always got kind of dizzy. I was a person who got dizzy on rides. 3D things kind of affected me. So I always thought that if I played a game and I was running and flying and doing things, it would bother my sense of uh, dizziness, you know, my balance. But um, one of my friends who plays the game was like, hey, let me take you on a tour. And and so I went in with her and her partner, Mikey, uh, Wendy and Mikey, and they flew me around on the dragon and stuff. You know, I made a tune. Um, and I was just like, what is this? This is nuts. All the beautiful, I mean, it's an endless, and I haven't even touched on so many things that I have yet to see. I've only been doing it for three months. So, but I am absolutely blown away and smitten. I definitely got my first tune going. I made a second one. Um, I've spent more of my time on the, the original one, even though it's a more difficult class to play. Yeah. Um, but it's just, and then you get to be on Discord with your friends. It's such a social thing. And you've got people who are across the world, right? And you're all sitting there enjoying this creative environment kind of puzzle universe as it were because there's always like a puzzle to solve or a way to find you know you got to look at the map and find your way around and figure this out and it's really challenging not only to your um hand-eye coordination and your your reflex skills but also to your powers of uh of ability to solve puzzles right you're you you're forced to go oh well let me figure this out um and it's good for your mind i don't know for me I, I just love it. What what are your uh, what classes do you play um, on the my, game? My yeah, my first character was a mage, and uh, a mage. Oh, <laughs> like good choice. Mage good. and mage. Um, they are a little more difficult as casters. They take a longer time. So if you're interested in damage, obviously, you have to kind of master that class to yeah. understand how to to make damage happen um, effectively, especially especially in like a mythic dungeon. We um. We were working on that dungeon in um, in uh, Najatar, I think it is, where the, the gal keeps, I want to say Azalor, I'm forgetting her name, but she keeps drawing the, bl- the blood out, right? And then so she recharges herself up. It's really hard. And the gold <laughs> balls, all the gold balls, and you have to run into the blood to, while she's, you know, run through the blood when they go to, this is a challenge. Yeah. You know, we went, you know, we went through that a couple of times on Mythic, um, but also myself and the gal, Wendy, at, she was playing the healer. Um, you know, we're still learning those two things. Um, so, you know, if we were masters of it, uh, I would imagine we would have done better. Um, but we did beat it in, at a Mythic level with the with the um, five of us. And it, what a blast, right? It's so fun because we're talking about gear and and my gear isn't that high, which makes it harder for my um, stuff to have impact. I think I'm at about 400. Um, So it's not terribly low either, but uh, definitely as you can get that, that, you know, ultimately heavy gear, this protects you from damage and allows you to make more damage if if you're in a, a, you know, DPS class. So, um, yeah, just I just love it. See, hearing you just talk about that, about the aspects of the game, seems like you know a lot, even though you've only been playing for three months. Now well, you I seem to, have... sorry, Listen... you seem to know more than than me, <laughs> and I've Listen... been playing the game for like five or six years now. <laughs> Listen, I can tell you that uh, Wendy and Mikey have been absolutely, um, 
I mean, irreplaceable. If I didn't have that, it might be difficult for me to proceed. This is a complicated universe with a lot of moving parts. And so if you have someone who can walk you through and help you understand how all this stuff works and like with Mikey in the dungeons, he can say, okay, you're going to make sure you stay along the wall and avoid the purple. And then while you're avoiding the purple, you're going to do this. Having him in my head telling me, avoid the gold balls, get in the red, do, you know, these are the things that help me to learn how that aspect functions. Um, And Mikey has an incredible memory. I mean, his, his knowledge of the game is so vast from professions to what character you are, how to gear them up, how to run a dungeon or a raid effectively and not just go in there and pull pull all the aggro in two seconds, right? Um, how to effectively target things as a team. He's just so good at knowing all this stuff. And um, as a result, I have benefited from that, um, from professions to where to go, to how to get achievements, to collecting rares. I mean, there's just so many things. And and if you're bored going to Dalaran and fishing in that little fountain, that's another achievement. I was like, I think you can fish out some cool stuff. I'm like, what? Oh my God. There's so many. I mean, getting the mount, the dark moon fair. I don't even know what to say. I'm just like, who, who, you got to think about the developers and what it takes to make millions of us be able to behave independently of each other. Yeah. In our in our weapons, in our gear, in our our the way we look, our professions, um, what we can go collect and do, and be in a group independently doing that task together. I don't even know how they're making this work. I'm like, uh, this is unbelievable. And some of these zones are so cool, you know. Some of them are kind of scary or really, but that having those different areas is so makes it interesting. You know, the underwater thing, big, swimming down into the caves to get the, the, the treasures. This is so cool. I could go on and on and on. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure this, the listeners won't mind, and neither will I actually. I like to listen to you talk all day. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's pretty cool. Um, but again, I've got someone who is a game uh, library <laughs> from day one telling me hey look go here go there go here go there and then our two other um our tank and our our priestess you know both of these guys they've been playing the game for more than a decade and they understand a paladin and what makes a paladin work and you know a death knight and why that works and um it's just to have that knowledge and expertise makes it easier for me to participate in a mythic dungeon with people at their level and actually be a productive part of it and not just like, oops, I died. I mean, listen, I'm going to die. There is a lot of oops, I died. But uh, that's cool, too. I'm like, that's shit, I, oops, I died. That's, that's definitely me. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's cool. Then you get to go back to the place ooh, where you're walking down to the... I, I actually like being dead because here's... I was trying to defeat this, these, you know, the guys in Najatar. And um, I wanted to get the Hes, Ka Hess's head or Hess Ka. I can't remember. But anyway, I wanted to get his head, but it's a three-man thing. Yeah. And so I went in there alone to do it. 
And I died twice, but on the third time I got his head alone because when I was dead, you know, you can walk around there and look at what's going on. And I, I noticed the level of time I had before I killed his minions and then got to him. And as long as the minions were dead, I was able to kill him on my own. But if the minions weren't dead and I went directly to him and immediately started fighting him, those minions will respawn. And now I can't kill him because with the minute those minions come up, they're full bore and he's still got 25% left. And I'm going to have a hard time. I can freeze him or, you know, sheep a guy and, but I'm still going to have that other guy and the hits from the main boss are hard. Those hits yeah. are going to take your life force like bam, bam, bam. Before you know it, you're at, you know, you're shimmering out of there to eat some, you know, mana puffs or a bandage and trying to recover. Um, if they follow you, you're like, oh no, invisible. <laughs> but even invisible, I can't be invisible and, and really get my mana up correctly. So I, I was so proud of myself. I was like, Mikey, Wendy, I got the head of that guy by myself. <laughs> I was so excited. Um, but yeah, when you're dead, you know, you can you can scoot through there and look at where everybody is and where your best vantage point would be to beat this guy and not get. Or you can go run and grab the mobs and try to, you know, get all the mobs at once with a bomb. But in in many of those places in Najatar, the NPCs are are formidable, right? They're formidable, and depending on what level you're at, and more than ever, what gear you're wearing, your gear is critical, because there's a place where you go collect these azurite um, stones, right? And then it ups your azurite. That really helps. And uh, Mikey told me, listen, you got to get some gear. So we went and did a raid. I I was trying to fight the crab in the zone where you get the azurite, and the crab was killing me. And I was like, I can't beat this crab. And he said, your gear is just, you're not going to beat him. So we went and did a raid. I got some gear. Um, I came back and immediately was able to kill the crab because I had the gear to defend myself. Yeah. And so, and then as that Azerite stone gets built up and you go down to visit Magni to, you know, level up that Azerite, that increases your damage and your protection, uh, you know, depending on what you're selecting in your Azerite uh, configuration. So those things all really help you. And it's so fun to go through the portal and go down to see Magni and, Go down there and click it up. <laughs> I think it's so fun. So if people wanted to comply with you, so where would you say for them to find you? Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, the reason I wouldn't is because it would just be nutty, right? I mean, um, I just, you know, I'm still learning. I'd probably have Alliance players coming to kill me. I'm like, hi, you guys, I'm so sorry, don't kill me. Um, um so, yeah, I, you know, I haven't done any PVP, so to speak, um, outside of my own, you know, the couple people that I'm playing with, and I'll probably stay there. Um, I don't know that I would ever make that public, really, because it just might cause, you know, I don't, I just don't want it to create a problem for the people I play with or anything, you know. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, best to keep it private, yeah. Yeah, you just get, play with your team and and enjoy yourself and enjoy the game. And if you're not enjoying it, take, you know, walk away, come back when you can enjoy it and have fun and appreciate this incredible universe that has been set up for us and be kind to one another. Whether you're Alliance or Horde, we need each other to enjoy the universe. You know, there has to be a, an area you go into that's dangerous for you. You have to have players to, to combat. You have to have entities to, 
to deal with that make these puzzles and cool things we're figuring out so fun to do um, and make the map challenging because you have to fly around your enemy's area. So we, we really need each other and um, we just need to be kind. If you're in a raid or a dungeon and you do get someone who's still learning and they don't do great, try not to rip them apart. And remember that that was you at one point trying to learn your class and, um, you know, try to be thoughtful of those behind you. You know, if you're a tank and work with them so that you guys can together, you know, make that thing happen. I know when it's random dungeons, it's a little bit harder because you're not talking to them. You're just typing in the um, message window. Hey, let's do X, Y and Z. And somebody may not want to do that. Um, But just be kind, you know, be kind to each other. And try not to let it get you too frustrated. Remember, we're there to have a good time, to have fun, to enjoy this beautiful universe with our friends. And, and you know, let's keep it that way, right? Amen to that. That's, that's a very, that, that was a lovely way Yeah, to say. man. Yeah, we just have to be kind to one another. I know it's really hard when you're a really high class death knight or paladin and you want to go in there and you're looking for a a certain piece of gear and you go into a a place and then you've got some, you know, folks that maybe aren't that good. They don't know their class that well and or they're struggling. Uh, That that's can be hard because then you've got to go back in there and redo it all to find what you're looking for. But in the end, you can go back and, and redo it and another day. It's not it's not going anywhere and uh, it'll improve your skill and you might feel a little frustrated that you didn't get it this time. But it also keeps us engaged in this wonderful universe that we love, um, helping others to love it, too. And I, I just think that's critical. Make love, not Warcraft. <laughs> make make love and Warcraft. Right. I mean, I, maybe I have it. I consider myself quite lucky to have, you know, you know, the people that I do assisting me um, because their help has been so great in understanding so many aspects that I, if I was on my own with no, no trainer, no explainer, no person to guide me through these places. And I was just randomly entering and, and, you know, joining groups. um, It might be harder to each his own. There are folks who probably love that, that, that uh, to do that. And especially as you get really good. I know Mikey can enter lots of places and, and go in there and really be an asset. And he helps a lot of people, um, at people with handicaps and, you know, helps them to get their, their, their stuff done that they can't necessarily get because certain, certain aspects of what they do might not be, they might not be able to do. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm lucky. So this is basically a question for me, but I'll just throw this in anyway. So anyone who's wondering, would you ever attend Comic-Con in the UK? Listen, I would love to do that, but it would be costly, right? So Comic-Con would have to bring me, you know, those kinds of places, especially overseas, they have to bring the talent, get them a hotel, um, get them into the program and, and, and probably pay for their time. Because if you're away from home, you're going to miss work or opportunities for work at home. So the time that you spend, and it, it's a little longer, it's a little more expensive for them because you've got a long flight, which means that person has to have an extra day or whatever to, to recover. Um, they might not need it, but that's always nice. Um, but, but you see what I'm saying. If you're going to Australia or you're going to the UK or you're going somewhere out of the US, I mean, even going to Atlanta can be challenging if it's a weekend 
you're still going to probably have to leave on a Thursday, maybe a Friday, but give yourself a minute to get settled so you're ready, fresh and frosty for your panel. Um, and then you got to fly back. So, and going overseas, you can't do that on a, just on a weekend. It would, you, it'd be hard. If you're going to go all that way, you might as well get a couple extra days and stay and tour the city and see something, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's such a long flight that maybe they'd get, you know, the first two days of your hotel because that's part of their, you know, their thing. And then you'd, if you want to stay, you're going to pay for those other days uh, yourself. But however that works. But uh, yeah, it would be wonderful to come do that. Wonderful to go to Dragon Con, to go to the one in the AU. I mean, we should ask uh, all of your fans to tweet to MCM Comic Con on Twitter to ask them to invite you. <laughs> well, I would love to come. It's just you know, sadly, it's it when this is your gig and you're you're self-employed, so everything you do, you audition for, and you have to be picked, and at a certain level you know, you're up against other incredible voice actors as well as celebrities. And it can become even a little more difficult as you ascend. And um, if you don't work, you don't make any money. So unfortunately, we all have to pay our rent, right? We're like, hey, man, I need some scratch to do that so I can pay my rent. Um, so yeah, it's uh, sadly, it's an economic thing as well. Yeah, unfortunately, do you have to pay rent? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. It keeps us uh, keeps us working. Yeah, very true. Uh, do you think Sophonis has become more powerful? Oh gosh, yes. I mean, that's clear, right? She's definitely become more powerful. In your opinion, what why do you think she's become more powerful? Do you like? Do you think she's become more powerful in her mind or in her powers? If you understand what I mean. I think I understand what you mean. I mean. I think from what we're what all of us can see externally, it would be her powers, whatever she is, whatever power is allowing her to, you know, chain the leech king down and basically, you know, remove his helmet. That's a real physical power, but it's it comes from her magical. There's something some force in her that has grown and we have yet to see what that is. We have yet to see what what the full story is that encompasses that. Would you like to reprise any of your other roles? I mean, listen, it's always great to be able to work. You know, it's always great to be able to work. So, yeah, if if ever you get an opportunity to do another character, a completely different character, um, or, you know, go back and revisit doing a character you've done in the past, um, yeah. Sure. Which character would you reprise? Oh, God, I don't know. I mean, any of them. It's, it's you know, it's like, I'll do that. Uh, so I'm pretty enthusiastic. I mean, I love to work and I love, you know, being working. I mean, Sylvanas is probably my favorite character to play um, for any number of reasons. You know, any of the others, whether it be Captain Underpants or Care Bears or, you know, these are things that... Yeah, they're they're just fun and totally different, right? Mm. So, um, and there's been so many other little things along the way. Malcolm, um, you know, uh, from Lagolda, uh, and there's so many little things that people probably don't see that are you know children's things or children's toys or things that bring joy and and wonder and you know so Catwoman, you know, there's so many that. You sort of think, ah, oh, that'd be fun. It'd be fun to get something new, too, 
you know, something in the Marvel universe or the Star Wars universe. All of these are, you know, big, big ticket items that, um, you know, would be wonderful to participate in. I would love to see in the Star Wars universe. That'd be fantastic. I absolutely love Star Wars. Right. I know. They're so fun. I want to go to uh, Disneyland and see the Millennium Falcon. Me too. I know. Like, we got to go. I I probably won't be able to do the ride because the 3D stuff might, you know, blow me out. But uh, just to get to walk through it and tour it and see that whole thing they created. Totally cool. I know Blizzard took their employees there. They're so good. Uh, I think this year. And uh, Christy Golden posted this really cool picture that they had up in the sky of the Blizzard name. It was really cool. Wow. You might imagine that Blizzard uh, do a collaboration with Disney. You imagine that? Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful, right? (laughs) You never know. You just never know what's coming. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, When I went to Comic-Con, I posted a picture on Instagram. I know I saw a tweet on the Mentally Obsessed um, Twitter account. Um, I was like being arrested by um, Imperial soldiers, and that was such a good photo. Yeah, that's so fun, right? Any of that stuff that's in that sort of cosplay universe, it's just such a fun thing to be part of. Would you ever go into cosplaying? Um, you know, that I probably wouldn't do because I don't know that I'm I'm good at it. I mean, these guys are putting uh, the, the costumes and the... It, I'm speechless. They know what they're doing and they're putting it together in such a fun way. In a in a costume that was like just a regular costume? Yeah, who knows? In the future, I could go like Jamie Lee Curtis and her and her son did a couple years back. They went in in costume to, comic, to BlizzCon. You could cosplay Sylvanas. Just... Go as your voice, the voice, just talk <laughs> like Savannah's all day. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, she's such a ageless and, um, you know, she's just a, I don't know that I would feel right dressing as her. I don't know. Uh, so is this how you ever imagined Sylvanas becoming when you first began to voice her? I just don't know that I thought of that. You know, I, I didn't think anything. You don't know how long from a voice actor's point of view, you don't know how long anything is going to last. Um, you could be in a show that is a really good show and it just stops, you know, it doesn't continue on. I don't know that I thought about its future. I just thought it was a cool gig. So where in the world would you like to travel? I'd love to go to New Zealand and see the Hobbit, Hobbiton. Mm. I'd love to see Hobbiton. It would be so cool. But, I mean, I'd love to see Italy. I'd love to come to the UK and and, um, see London. Um, You know, France. I love French food. So, yeah, there's quite a few places if I sat and thought about it. But I also, you know, when you're self-employed again like this, it's it's tougher to travel. Because, you know, you're only, you know, you only make money when you work or audition you know, you have to audition for work and then wait for that work to, to transpire. So you can have periods of times where, where you do really well, but then you can have periods of time where there is not work. It's mostly investing in auditioning, 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 and you get passed for a number of things because others are picked. And so you can go for periods of time without income. So you have to manage that, those, those you know, dry spells amidst the, even superstars will tell that story. Like, hey, I had a, a series, I did great. I was even frugal with my money. And I, you know, uh, that series ran for a period of time and then it ended. And then there was like a dry spell 
And it lasted me like, you know, I had a few little gigs here and there, but nothing that was providing that kind of income. Um, so, yeah, that can ha- that can happen. If you could have any other job, what would you go for? I'm quite interested to find out. I could have any other gig. I would probably be, um, you know, buying homes, fixing them up and selling them. I've done a couple and I have a really good eye for it, um, for interior design and sort of putting those things together, landscaping. Um, plus, I love doing it. It's it's really fun. It just requires quite a, a bit of money. And it unless you're not working in an expensive market, and even then, you know, you need to have some some set aside to hold over these properties, etc. So I would probably I'd probably be you know doing that, fixing up properties and selling them. If I had enough money to get one, I would buy the one down the block right now. I'd go in there and fix it up and I'd sell it. See, that is a, a good business to get into, isn't it? Because they make loads of money, loads and loads of money. But there's a good deal of risk. I mean, if you're not, if your husband's or your wife or whatever is into uh, contracting, you know, as a contractor and can do the building, if you, if you're a contractor and you've got money, you're not going to need anybody else. You know, you, your company can go in, they can buy the house. Your company can go in and fix it up and do it, and um, your company can sell it. So you could partner with a good realtor, but if the if your wife was a realtor and you were a contractor, then you'd be hard to compete with because I would have to go buy it and then hire Lotka con- Construction, right? And and partner, you know, pay Lotka Construction. So I'd have to get the house for the for you know a reasonable amount of money, and then see what does this require $250,000 and then what can I sell it for so in order to offset the time it takes to fix it and sell it and a commission to an outside realtor if I myself am not going to sell it uh, directly you know all those things play into the final number and it takes time for that to happen so you you have to have a good deal of money you know set aside that is everything all the questions have been asked and you have answered gracefully as always (laughs) oh I'm so glad I tend to blather on a little bit at times but uh hopefully in amidst the edit there is some uh you know a shortened uh version of my carrying on or it just doesn't get too long (laughs) no we'll all enjoy it that's that's the main thing everyone will enjoy it Well, it's a delight to be here with you, honey. I'm so glad you're doing great. It is wonderful to get a chance to talk to everyone. And until next time, right? Until next time. Thank you very much for joining me. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you for coming back. Absolutely. I will set us all free.